Masking is black. Masking is black. I feel so good to be black right now. (laughs) Welcome to episode 111 of the Black in Fashion podcast. This is our second episode of the new year. So if you guys have not gotten caught up, please make sure you go back and listen to all of the episodes we have from 2021. We are in a new year, people. It's time to manifest, to create our own visions, to create our own opportunities. And I hope you guys did your vision boards and are ready for an amazing year. So today I am joined with Sanaya, a.k.a. Coco. She is a corporate wardrobe style coach and she teach uh, and uh, you can teach and she teaches professional women how to tackle a vertical style challenge utilizing the height of their fashion style plan. That sounds amazing, Coco. (laughs) (laughs) And I definitely want to dive right into a little bit about your background and your experiences. But first, I must do my first segment and my first segment is called This or That. So just tell me which thing you like over the other. Okay. Let's see. Motorcycle jackets or trench jackets? Trench coats. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to say uh, trench today. (laughs) Trench today. Okay. Flare leg or skinny leg? Oh, flare. High rise or mid rise or low rise. Let's say that. High rise. High rise. Uh, A mule or a wedge? Um... (laughs) <laughs> I would say a mule <laughs> uh, A stud or a hoop Definitely a hoop <laughs> Definitely a hoop Poncho, yeah. poncho or a blazer mm. mm-hmm. Gotcha with that one You did Because <laughs> I am a poncho girl I'm going to say poncho <laughs> Okay and last one uh, A fedora or a big brim Or a beret <laughs> fedora <laughs> fedora nice okay so can you start off just by telling us a little bit about your background you know where you're from and how you got into the fashion styling industry okay so I'm originally from New York City born and raised um, I moved to Atlanta in 2013 and I've always been into fashion one because I'm tall and I know the style struggles that women who are tall have. So um, I kind of really, really dived in when I moved to Atlanta because I realized it was a lot different as far as shopping. Um, in New York, it was a lot easier for me to find great tailors and places where I can find stuff. Here, it, I feel like I struggle a little bit. So um, when I decided to like revamp my services, I really took into account that struggle that women have. So initially, I didn't really niche down to tall women, um, but I realized that it's really a struggle here in Atlanta. Um, So I decided to just kind of gear towards that in my business this time around. And let's see, I'm from New York, been there for my whole life pretty much. And I moved because I was kind of tired of like the rat race. (laughs) It's just so busy. I just got tired of it. And I came here. Um, my mom, I'll give you a little bit of background. This may be too much, but I think it's beneficial. Um, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2004. She ended up passing away, but we were supposed to move here to Atlanta, but we didn't. And it was a fear of mine because I didn't want to take her from her doctors. So what I want to do with my company is I want to start gifting 
a woman who pretty much finished their chemotherapy. And I'm going to start this year, try to get them to get back into feeling like themselves again. So that's another reason is pushing me towards like helping women who struggle with stuff. So being that I watched my mom go through that whole struggle, I want to be able to give something back to a woman who, you know, who's dealing with that in that part of their life, you know, when it comes to cancer or something or any form of cancer, really. Yeah. Did you know, like, are you going to, are you just going to just do it or are you going to start like a non-for-profit organization? Well, I'm not, I'm not a, see the non-for-profit, I didn't think about that, but I did say that I was going to actually reach out to some Mm -hmm. um, to see if I can get like women, because I know it's a really touchy subject. Um, and you know, I don't want it to be like a thing where it's like mainstream media. Cause it's not really about that. It's really trying to get them back to feeling like themselves. And, and the reason why I want to do is because I, like I said, I watched my mom go through this whole thing, even though she's not here, she just was always in like good spirits. So, you know, I want to get the women to feel that feeling again, regardless of, you know, losing hair or losing weight, gain, whatever it is. I just want them to feel good and just, you know, be themselves again and know that that's not the end of it. You know, you passed it, you went through it and you're still here. Right. <laughs> the only reason why I mentioned like the whole non-for-profit thing, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, if you have it as a- attached to your business, mm-hmm. when you donate and you do these things for these women, your tax write-off is better for yourself. That's uh-huh. why I say it, because you're already doing something, you know, that mm, you're got it, got it. That's the way of you benefiting is if you had a not-for-profit and then all of the funds from your business, you could technically, if you wanted to donate, you know, even more of that. So you get an oh, extreme no, tax break. Yeah, that's why I was mentioning. Like, I think, you know, some people times in that not for profit's only fifty dollars, like you know. Yeah, you just have to like register like with the state and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But just from a business point of view, since you're already giving back, right. it's not a bad idea for you to have something that you know would be beneficial for you too. You know, right. for your business. So that's why just throwing it out there. No, that's a that's a good. <laughs> and you one. I'm get grants. Actually, yeah, I'm you can <laughs> Yeah, I'm like you can grants and then you can uh partner with other non for profits yeah. funding, you know. So there's so many opportunities there, especially when you already have the heart, like just right. the business on there, it just mm-hmm. makes it even better for you, you know. And you know what's funny? I'm thinking like people would probably say, Well, why don't you work with women, you know, who's going through that now? I thought about it and then I realized I said, I'm way too sensitive. Like I can do it like once in a while. But to like have con- like clients all the time like that, I-, I would be a wreck, like totally a wreck. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I just was able to handle it. Yeah, no, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it makes, makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I really want to do, and um, and I know that it'll definitely be helpful, you know, to to them, and just like I said, watching my mom just feel good all the time, it was just something that I didn't see when I saw other people go through it. So, you know, I just know that it has a lot to do with support and just people being there for you. So, yeah, that's what I want to add on to my company. I love that. Yeah, I have uh, two aunts that beat breast cancer. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so let's kind of dive in, like, after knowing a little bit about your background. Tell me a little bit about, like, this this coaching that you do you know like how uh how style clarity how you can transform your style because um i just i'm just throwing it out there and i could be wrong 
does your company focus on women that are a little bit on the mature side? And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking women like 35 plus or like 30 plus when <laughs> their bodies start to change. I'm just thinking, cause I just from uh, like learning a little bit about you and stuff like that. I'm like, is it like, would you say that your clientele is definitely that woman who's in that corporate world? Mm-hmm. Um, like her body is changing and stuff like that. Is that who your consumer is? Well, it'll be, so how I like to break it down is, and this is kind of like the easiest way to do it. I can't, I meet women at their style stage. So we have three women, right? So the first woman, she's the woman who just got her first corporate job, right? Mm-hmm. She's out of college. You know, she has clothes and stuff. However, she doesn't really know if her wardrobe is going to match the company guidelines, right? So she doesn't need a lot of work, but she just needs some guidance on making sure that she's going into the office looking the proper way. Then you have the second lady who's been at the company for a long time. And she's stuck. Like she's in a style rut. She just doesn't want to, she hasn't changed her look in the last 10 years. (laughs) And she's trying to level up in her career, but she's having a hard time moving up. She doesn't realize that it's her image. Nothing about luxury, none of that. It's just how she's showing up at work as if she doesn't really care. So she needs a little bit more hand-holding, you know, hand-holding when it comes to like outfit curations and stuff like that. And giving her some style clarity because she's been stuck in this rut for so long that she doesn't even know which way to go. And then you have the executive lady. She is completely busy. (laughs) Uh, She travels. She just goes to a store, picks whatever she wants off of the mannequin. And she's not, she's not really happy because it's not really her style. So my goal in all three of those women is to figure out, where they want to go with their style one. What's their what's their vision? Because sometimes a person can tell you, hey, I want to dress like Olivia Pope, right? But then their closet has a bunch of boho chic in there, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's like they're not shopping for the proper way. So this is why I say it's a plan and a strategy because you really have to strategize when you're shopping. It seems like a lot when you say it out loud, but if you really think about it, you you actually end up saving a lot of money because you're buying the things that actually benefit your wardrobe, right? Impulse shopping is, is cute, <laughs> but you end up with a closet full of just junk and you probably won't even wear the stuff, right? right. And I always talk about sale shopping. Sale shopping is not the best. And, you know, sell shopping, I think a lot of people shop sales because things that happen as a child, right? We have parents who have multiple kids and they had to stretch their money. Nothing wrong with it. But as an adult, you pick up these same habits. So now what you do is every time you see a sale, you're like, oh, I'm going to get a deal. But in reality, you're just buying stuff for your closet. That's not really benefiting your closet, right? Wait, can I, can I just tell you how profound that is? <laughs> that they don't well, even true. they don't even realize it is what I'm like when I tell you like people are full on I ain't gonna say they brainwashed but they're yeah. so the way the things that their parents did them that they really think that they're getting a deal and it's like no, no you're not, not sis. <laughs> you're not getting no deal <laughs> and then when you think about it it's like you're getting and I hate to say it because it sounds so bad you're getting what's left over right you're not really getting what you really want so I had a conversation with someone recently about, you know, their wardrobe. I did a live and they were like, oh, my God, this was so good. They did like this whole revamp in their closet. 
and I know the person, so I know their life, right? And I said, well, if your closet, if you tell me you want to dress like Kim Kardashian, right? But your closet looks like this. Like, how are you shopping? So it was like a light bulb for them, right? Mm-hmm. When I tell you they got rid of so much stuff in their closet. <laughs> and Wait. they realized that they have been living on this this sales sale mine since they were younger. And like my mom had, you know, kids and I always saw her stretch, stretch her money, stretch and stretch and stretch it. And, and, you know, I was explaining to them, like the older you get, like you end up not being happy with nothing. Right. Or you just have a closet just full of stuff. This person had so many clothes, but I'll be honest, nothing was of a Kim Kardashian style, not one piece. (laughs) So I, you know, I explained to them that you're shopping wrong. And, you know, like I said, when you think about, shopping with a plan and a strategy, it's really not that bad. Because if you if you replace the things that actually keep your closet functioning like it's supposed to, you won't shop and buy the other stuff. Like you can impulse buy, but if you even when you impulse buy, you want to buy things that you want to be smart about it too, right? Because when we impulse shop, we end up spending a lot of money, right? <laughs> we mm-hmm. end up saying, hey, we want this bag or we want these shoes. Because it's so nice. But we have to actually take a step back and think, will these shoes actually help my wardrobe? Is it going to be something that I could wear with multiple things? So I impulse buy, but I'm very strategic about it. So some people would say, oh, my God, well, you have a lot of stuff. But I like certain colors. So if I see like a, let me see, like an army green, maybe a pair of shoes or something, I know that that can go with like 15 other things in my closet. So it's just really about being smart about it and not wasting money. Because guess what? We're not getting any younger. (laughs) And and we don't want to just keep wasting money. I'm not in the business of wasting money. And I also try to let women know that social media is a place where it can taint your mind when it comes to um, luxury, right? Yes, we love luxury. However, nowadays... (laughs) <laughs> if you're not like labeled down, they don't consider you like a stylish person, but that's not really the case because labels all over you can end up borderline being very, very tacky. And if you think about it, yeah, you end up spending more money because that label down outfit it's not even going to be in season next season. <laughs> Girl, who are you telling? Yeah, I think so now that is such a tack tack when I tell you I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. I can't. Then the label on the label on the label on the label. Yeah. I'm just, oh my God, if I see a monogram print, I'm going to fucking scream. Like, you I'm can so buy, over it. Right. You can buy like really nice, um, nice pieces, right? That is luxury, but it doesn't have to have the name on it. And I, I, I give this example. It was these sweaters, <laughs> one sweater. I ended up buying two. And I was like, it's so expensive, right? <laughs> but I was like, it's so nice. And I'm tall, so I have to, when I find it, I'm like, oh, this is going to fit me. I just get it, right? So I get the sweater and it gets here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this sweater is like amazing. Like the quality of the sweater. So God was on my side because he popped He, You know, you know how the uh, internet works where <laughs> you start looking for something and then something else pops up. The other color pops up for me. And I was like, you know what? This is an investment for me because the quality of the knit is amazing. So, you know, it was a little pricey in this case. However, if it was something else that was 
from a different brand and the quality was good, I would have still gotten it because I know that I'm going to put it in the cleaners and I'm going to take care of it to where I'm going to have it for some years, you know, just buying stuff and just replacing it over and over. It's just not, it's not smart shopping. Um, and again, you know, social media has people thinking that their wardrobe is really trashy because they don't have luxury. Right. And <laughs> it's just, it's just not, the, it's not it. And then you have people out there running out to buy stuff and they can't afford it. And then they end up in like in the hole because they're trying to keep up with what they see on social media. So my goal is to really make sure that they're not getting caught up in that and to kind of stick with their own style, you know, their own unique style and just kind of pulling that out of them. Yeah. <laughs> so question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you find that, you know, when working with like as being a stylist and stuff like that, that is super duper hard to work with in people's budgets? Because I feel like with styling and not just I feel like just from mm -hmm. just talking to people that it's very, very hard to and styling is a luxury. It's not meant to be something that is like super duper affordable. So mm -hmm. do you ever have issues with like clients and like budgeting and like really helping them get to where they need to be? No. So what, what I do is I'll make sure like first conversation, because at the end of the day, you have to think about it like this. They're investing in, they have to invest in me first and then their wardrobe. So when, when I give them this plan, right, I'm going through a budget with them. So if they tell me, okay, $50 is too much money that I would spend on a shirt, then I know that, okay, I can't find them shirts for this price. However, if I found something that's, that, that is on sale, that is something that I would actually purchase if it wasn't on sale, then yes. So it's really, it really boils down to their budget and how to maneuver through that. So I'm, I'm pretty good with just like finding stuff um, of great quality because I read a lot of labels. I read the details. That's important. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> um, I tell people all the time, read the description of these things that they have online because it helps you. Once you can see what the material and the fabrics are that they're using, it'll help you in determining if you want to buy it or not, right? So. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just, you know, I make sure that I stay within their budget, but I don't want them to think that they're going to get something less because the budget is less because it's really not the case. It's, it's not. It's, it just really depends on the person if they want luxury over just high street stuff. You know, um, I use Banana Republic and J. Crew as an example all the time. Very, you know, regular brands. But J. Crew has really great quality. So you have to just be able to have an eye for certain things and knowing how to put the stuff together and opening up their minds about shopping at certain brands. Because I do think a lot of people <laughs> turn their nose up at certain brands because they think, oh, it's preppy, but you're not going into the store to buy everything. You may just be going in there to buy a white button up. That's going to be like one of your wardrobe basics, right? That's going to last you. So it's just really being smart about it, getting to the bottom of their budget how they want to spend their money. So I do have like a really detailed questionnaire for them. Mm -hmm. And um, it goes into all of that. So, I have a, so in your questionnaire, budget mm -hmm. is a thing. The type of lifestyle they have as far as like where they work is a thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the type of style, whether it's, you know, boho chic or mm -hmm. if it's corporate or if it's wardrobe, like mm -hmm. however it is, is it within your questionnaire, is there a... 
I want to say maybe, what's the word I'm looking for? Is there like a, a not a clause, but like, what is it called? I think we call it a belief. I don't want to call it a belief. I want to call it a, it maybe an integrity thing. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere in your questionnaire or would you ever implement, like, do you only want to shop black brands or do you only want to shop black designers? Because sometimes that's like, for me, that's a thing. I don't mm-hmm. want it and I don't want to wear it if it's not black owned, even down to mm-hmm. that. If it is a fast fashion boutique, I'll buy from it, but I would never that buy it. Over, you know, but like for me, like it has to be black owned, and it's just like a lifestyle and the thing that I, okay. I buy. And I started that journey a couple of years ago, but down to what I say, I, I, I limit myself from buying so many things if it's not black owned. So, is that ever, would you ever consider doing anything like that? Or has that, that ever crossed your mind and like the importance of making sure that we're great, giving visibility to black designers? Mm-hmm. And, Basis, but also I need. I feel like designers and stylists need to work closer. Yeah, to get, you know, in order to you know make this goal happen. Well, I don't think I would put it on my questionnaire because remember I'm working with all races of women, right? But it'll be that's something that I actually like. That I would actually ask them on, like once you book the services, mm-hmm. I um the the first initial consultation outside of the complimentary one. That is the one that we would dive into. So that's a good question. I think I might add that in. Yeah, just like, do you have a preference when it comes to, because, like, you know how some people, they won't do anything that's not vegan. Like, they won't wear real leather, and they won't wear real fur. So I don't know how to phrase the question, but it's, like, more of a, like... No, no. No, those are good. Those are actually great questions. Your apparel beliefs, you know, or shopping uh, technique like something like I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, no. <laughs> I think would even go deeper, which is I think a dope thing to have because I do think that clothing is super duper mm-hmm. psychological. The, the way that you know you put on clothing, it makes you feel a certain it way. Does. So, asking like those psychological questions and styling, I think, could be like super duper important and mm-hmm. could even lead you in a you know completely different direction. You know? No, I actually really like those two right there. Um, mm-hmm. I am a vegan, but I'm an alkaline vegan. However, <laughs> I still have some lovely stuff in here from before. Now, here's the thing. I wasn't like, oh, my God, save the animals. No, I'm not even going to lie to you. It was more so of the breast cancer thing. And I decided to just completely stop anything that was processed, any like no alcohol, nothing. Like I completely just cold turkeyed it. And I was like, forget this. I don't know. They're trying to take us out out here. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just stop. And let me tell you, I went on Dr. Sabi's plan and never turned back. And it's something that I would, you know. So one thing about me, I know that when I do talk to clients, I open up about certain things about health and stuff because a lot of people struggle with stuff. They struggle with body um, issues and they don't really know how to express it, right? Changing your diet and stuff. So that's something that I always speak about is because I lived through it. And, you know, I'll give them a little background on why I did it. And it kind of, it loosens them up a little bit to, for them to give me a little bit more about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like that, I, you know, I definitely think that these questions are something that I'm going to add because I really like them um, because there are going to be people who only like faux leather, you know, um, and who only want black owned brands. So yeah. it, it really, it really just depends on, sorry, it, it really just depends on where they are. So like if it's the second person in my, that second style stage, they have a choice of 
life lifestyle, like lifestyle wardrobe and work wardrobe. So maybe they'll find more black owned brands with their regular social life, right? So it's it'll just be a conversation and just kind of digging deep. So each like I said, each package is like two, four, and six weeks. So this all this time we're like digging deep and diving in. We're zooming some of them person depending on where they are. Um, the other good thing is that they have a virtual closet. So the CRM that I use, it's like amazing. So they have their own virtual closet. They get to see everything. They get to click on links, purchase things. Um, we meet, we do try-ons, we do all that good stuff. So, but I definitely do like these two questions like a lot, a lot. I'm going to- So you do, you do like a closet concierge service? Like, do you make them do the work themselves as far as like cleaning up that closet and organizing it by colors or by like, uh, by the occasion or by like the strap length or do you do it for them? So since everything is virtual, depending if they are here in Atlanta, it'll be an in-house service. Um, but the reason why I wanted to do virtual is because I can reach more people. So okay. they would, I would have them upload three to four weeks of clothes that they've been wearing. If you really think about it, most people rewear the same stuff for 30 days. <laughs> like they will wear the same stuff this month and they'll wear it next month. And what we do is we kind of go through that. And we do like a closet analysis. So once they, cause they have to do the work too. And the reason why I like it this way is because it's for them, it's to teach them that they can do this on their own and they don't have to pay someone again. That's what it really boils down to. Now, granted, there will be some people who are just like, listen, I don't even want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah. My goal is to make sure that you know how to do this by yourself and not be overwhelmed, you know? So when it comes to the closet edit, we do the purging and stuff, and I explain to them why we're purging it. So before the edit happens, I do an analysis. So I do an analysis of the wardrobe that you uploaded. So like I said, if you tell me you want to be Kim Kardashian and you have this opposite style, we're getting rid of this because this doesn't match where you're trying to go. It's really to get you on a strict path of what you're trying to do. Because I think people get, like I said, social media will have you all over the place with your style. <laughs> Because it's in your face, right? And then if you don't have style clarity, you're definitely going to be all over the place. You're going to try things. And it's not to say that you can't, but you need to have a base and a foundation of what it is that you want to look like and show up as, right? right. So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this week's Black Note segment, where you can submit a note, tell a story, or just vent. And we'll give our perspective, advice, and anything that we can share to help. This week's note is anonymous. Life keeps telling me to find another job. I'm the person in my life who wants to help people and find it hard to say no or stand up for what I truly deserve. But how do you do that in a job where you do almost everything to move the office forward, but they refuse to travel in that direction? I'm the go-to person for everything. I can't conjure up the common sense to figure out that they can't conjure up the common sense to figure out. It sounds harsh that way but in my shoes but I've been in my shoes for three years I'm administratively had enough in this private office the only thing holding me back is myself because what the fuck are they going to do without me from the complaining to the wasting money that no one cares about wasting from the it's not my job mentality to the I'm leaving at this time because I've made eight hours I guess I'm the overachiever that needs to tell themselves you've had enough Finding a new job is way easier 
said than done. You want more money, so you ask for a raise and get told you'll ask, but it may not happen. And if it doesn't, you got to do what you got to do and not let anyone stop you from where you want to go in life. True words for someone who cares about all, so the same someone who drives you effing insane. Excuse my language. <laughs> it took me forever to have the conversation and conjure up the confidence, but it was either a yes or a no to a raise I need. I started college again next month to get my bachelor's in healthcare admin so I could make more money and become a manager so I can hopefully make sure no office is run the way my current situation is being ran. Furthermore, to help patients the way they should be helped. It sounds like a need change. It sounds like I need to change the scenery at this point. I laugh out loud, shaking my head. Somehow, some way, I have found uh, I have to find a new job. Because 17 an hour isn't going to pay my school payments because I refuse to take out another loan. Buy half of the car payment and insurance because I refuse to put that on my fiance. Part of me doesn't want to go to school, but I got to do it to support the life I want to create for myself. We're supposed to be getting married in 2024, but saving for the wedding and paying for school can't can't happen. So I've let the think of it. I like to think of it as you're going to school so you can make more money to have the wedding and lifestyle you want. You want be the reason. Motto of 2020, life is life. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> so, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> so, for this, honestly, my biggest piece of advice is to do what makes you happy. Like, I think that we get caught up in talking about all of the things that is going wrong, opposed to celebrating what we do have in front of us. So, um, from reading your note, it just seems like there there is a lot of like complaining and complaining and complaining there, where you need to express like more gratitude for what you have in front of you. And as far as finding a new job, because you're clearly not happy here, and you should never be somewhere where you're not happy. Which is why I go back to my original statement: is do what makes you happy. This job is draining you. So instead of complaining about your situation, change it. Not Getting a new job is not going to be easy, but it's going to be better to be in a better mental state every day when you do. Nothing in this life is going to be made easy. So why just let things ponder and stay in the same place for no reason? You have to do what makes you happy. You have to be in a space where you're learning and you're growing and it's contributing to your own personal skills. So... This place you're being loyal to, would they be loyal to you? That's a question that you really need to ask yourself because I highly doubt they would. So my piece of advice, get you another job, bet on yourself, and don't worry about the little bit of hard time that you're going to have in between trying to find a new job. You got this, girl. I hope that helps. Stay black. Peace out. I have a segment. It's called, It's a Success or It's a Disaster. Okay. At a time in your business when something didn't go as planned or went really, really bad and how you used it um, as a learning uh, learning experience to maybe change up the way to something within your uh, your goals? I would say when I launched the first time. And I think it's very important that women, Black women, um, understand the business side of things, right? Uh, we we want to dive into businesses so fast and so quick because you know, it's here for us to do it. We're like, well, let's just make this money. But we need to know the business side. We need to have these funnels in place. We need to know marketing. So like all of those things, I was completely missing. I was styling people, but I was missing like these key pieces. So invest in myself and get a business coach, right? 
what that did for me was open my eyes to like so much stuff, not the styling side of it, just the business side. And, you know, I, I just think that it's important that we know that as women, young women, old women, because I'm old, <laughs> 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 to uh, to know that the business side is, is I, like, okay, you have a talent, you can do something, but do you know this business side of it? Do you know all of the stuff that we need to keep your business functioning? You know, so to me, it was really not knowing the business side of it in like, oh. these, huh? Sorry. Oh. Yeah. Okay. When I tell you that is so freaking refreshing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you understand, girlfriend. I will <laughs> tell you. I, 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 I have a mentorship and a coaching. and I do business coaching oh. as well. Okay. In the fashion world. So um, I create, I don't know if you know a lot about me. I have a, a consulting company where I do all of the product development and manufacturing for designers. Okay. okay. So I'm literally going from start to finish from sketch to actual product mm. and units and manufacturing. Okay. And I have a lot of women, just like you said, black women, that rush and create samples and have this really dope fashion line. Yeah. They're missing the marketing, the PR, the business side. And originally, I was offering it as, you know, a monthly service, like the coaching, the business. The okay. And people honestly weren't taking advantage of it at all. In 20, between 2020 and 2021, girl, I helped over 206 Black women create clothing brands. Oh, wow. That's and, awesome. And how many of those are actually successful brands? Not many, because most of those women did not do the coaching. Yeah. Yeah, they did the sample development mm -hmm. never production, never did the marketing, never did the PR. So this year, I have changed my entire business. So okay. me and my team, I actually, yeah, well, I had, I have, I had ten employees, but it's because we had so much. You know, we had mm -hmm. so, so much things bringing in. Then now I've cut down the size of my team, made my mentorship, coaching, and my course is not optional. It's a part of the program now. Mm -hmm. Now. It's 12 month commitment, the first six months and nothing but coaching and we build business plan, that marketing plan, uh -huh. we going accounting, we going through business registration, trademarks, mm -hmm. and then the last six months, we gonna make those samples and pattern and do that fabric sourcing and do that manufacturing. But now you can't have one without the other because I just seen so many black women yeah. doing exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. To see a return on an investment and don't have nothing to show for it. Yeah. So, I'm I, so glad to hear you say that. <laughs> I learned this because I invested into a business culture mm -hmm. about three years ago as well. And that's how I built I built my business the same way. Like, yeah. like I have a master's in fashion management and merchandising and I have a bachelor's in design, but the business coach did the same exact thing. She yeah. opened my eyes and I had I was business savvy, but I wasn't business mm -hmm. savvy. <laughs> I, you know, like, I feel like I had a little bit, but after working with the business coach and investing in her, the first thing she said to me, I'm like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to pay for this. Because Girl, that's how I was. <laughs> it was like 1500 down and then like another $600 a month. And I had just for myself. So I didn't have no job anymore. I was just like, ooh, how am I going to pay for this? And she's <laughs> doing my job right. You mm. won't get you paying for this. And she was so damn right. Let me tell you something. You, <laughs> she was so right. I didn't. This was my business coach. She's expensive, right? Mm -hmm. However, I was like, I don't know. Now, here's the thing. I was following her on social media. I'm like, oh, she's good. She's good. I just okay. felt like a really good connection with her. I'm really big on energy, right? What's her so, name? Um, Nikki Venus. She's Nikki. super, super dope. Like, super dope. Um, and she's like really good. 
The other girl that I know, she has a luxury handbag line and her bag is amazing. What's so name? her name is Tina Cole. Yeah, check Tina. them out. Check them out. I show I'm about to follow all of them. I'm yeah. Like, follow <laughs> Tina Cole. Mm-hmm. You know something funny that you say bag line? My mm-hmm. business coach ended up creating a bag line for the professional woman. And you know, I pay her, you know, all that money over that time. She ended up putting a forty thousand dollar order with me. So I got back the money that me? I gave her in tenfold. No, <laughs> well, Nikki, I was like, okay, this is a little pricey. And I'm like, oh, you know, COVID, because I'm thinking, you know, you don't know if you're going to lose your job because you don't want to take no daggone vaccine. You just don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So you just like everything is up in the air. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. This money going to come back. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, my job, my, my daytime job, Mm-hmm. girl they gave me a salary adjustment like a nice size so I hey. like yeah so like the stuff I'm like and then I also feel like doors started I, how can I say this because I'm really big on energy um, I realized the moment I gave the go ahead for me to say yes to do that with her so many other things opened up for me it was like they were already there but they were waiting for me to say yes to that does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because well, I'm in the morning, girl. I'm with my journaling, my meditation. Mm-hmm. I am definitely like that when it comes to energy. I didn't have to fire some clients if they energy was right. <laughs> because I can't deal. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like it has to have, like, I have to feel it. Like how you say, like, you just, it's yeah. just like that wound feeling. Like, yeah. it's gut. Like, you know, it is. Like, it really is. Like, we really, as women, have to trust our but, gut. Yeah. Feeling because it's never gonna lie to us. Like ever. I'll give you, I'll give you something that I use that I do. Um, you can follow them too. Three six nine. Three six nine. Before I follow them, I feel like I missed the girl with the bag name. What's her name? Oh, T T dot Nicole. T dot Nicole. Mm-hmm. And then you said three six. What'd you say? Three six nine. So three six nine is a method that people use. Um, it's the Nikola Tesla's method. It's like manifesting kind of, but you, you, you journal already. So it'll be easy for you, but you're writing into this book and each day you're writing something different. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you this, (laughs) people think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you when I started to write it down, Mm -hmm. all of this stuff started just opening up for me and you know, trying to talk to people. I realize that you can't try to get people on your wavelength. It's just not going to work um, oh. <laughs> until, they, <laughs> until they start seeing you. So when I went vegan, it was like, oh my gosh, she's bugging out. She's cutting out everything in her diet. She's not eating sugar. She's not eating this. And then later on down the line, now people are like, hey, I need your help. <laughs> Real like <that>. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, I come from the same way here. Like mm-hmm. I, I always posted like when I, and I do guided journals. So um, okay. I order from a place where I have like a mindfulness journal. I have mm-hmm. a journal. I have an anxiety journal. I have, mm-hmm. a, I have a love journal. So it asks me a different question every day. So I'm able to mm-hmm. write, just choose like your different topics. And then I have my business one where I just kind of write down like my goals. Yeah. My plan but when i tell you now like i used to always post like me with my sage in the morning and just like my mm-hmm. ritual stuff like that uh i used to get like that oh you you on your fake you on your fake spiritual you <laughs> i'm just like yeah whatever then now it's like when someone comes to my house like and where i have guests over i have friends and family like that over i have crystals almost everywhere oh child so because i <laughs> 
Okay, I'm like, you see something you intrigued by, I let them have it. Like if they intrigued by it or something, yeah. I could have that. That's a black tourmaline or that's uh -huh. you know, I tell them what it is and what it means. And then I'm like, that's probably why you you interested in it, why you spend it over there by uh -huh. it. It's because you're attracted to it and that's what it is, baby. That's energy, you know? That is. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how you know it's like opposed to pushing it on them. Yeah. Someone, I had so many people didn't left out of here with crystals in their pocket, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no so. that's good that's good because it's, it's very hard because i think too like especially in the black community like we believe in god and stuff so we're like oh is it like interfering with that no you just have no. to <laughs> yeah like it's kind of like when you explain it to them it's like you know so I, I try not to get into that with people but i went to we have a really um big store here in atlanta and i took a friend of mine and she's like, oh, my God, this is different. Oh, my goodness. When I tell you, she's, like, so in love. And I was like, just feel the crystals. You'll actually feel the energy. Like, you'll feel something. I said, you can touch all of these crystals, but this one is going to hit you. And, you know, she's now she has them. And she's just like, I just feel different. And who knows? It could just be a mind thing, but it's something that keeps you at a peaceful place. Um, and just, like happy you know what i mean <laughs> just uh, you know i don't know i just i like it um i think it does good for me i have like a whole area in here for meditating and um it's just my place you know i have nice little things sitting over there no one can see it but me <laughs> <laughs> um but it's just something that i think that we should do and, and honestly if we take crystals out of it meditating period like you know, sometimes you need to just sit, just sit, <laughs> don't say nothing and clear your mind. Right. Yeah. And it's just, I, I know that it's beneficial to a lot of stuff. Even I'll tell you this. I, sometimes I sleep with, you probably already do this, you know, like uh frequency music. Mm -hmm. Um, that's nice. Child, that's me at nighttime. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm having a nice little clean, but my sleep is so, oh my goodness. And then sometimes I'll even do reprogramming of the mind. So, so stuff like this, this is how I am. I'm not going to push it on my clients, but I want them to understand like this all matters. Like all of this matters in your journey in becoming the best version of you. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, right. We got to girl. We're going to have to do a part two. <laughs> <laughs> Crystals in fashion, but no child. I'm going to say, and it's funny because like, I'm, I, like I know a guy and he always says, Oh my God, every time you pop back up, you always onto something different. I'm like, man, I'm trying to elevate. Like I just told a friend of mine the other day, um, about just energy at work. And I'm like, I work from home, but some of these folks are just nasty. Oh my goodness. Oh my Jesus. And so she's like, Oh my goodness. She told me about an email that she sent and they pretty much didn't give her her recognition, um, recognition for it. And she was like, um, you know what? I'm not even going to send it to So I said to her, I said, well, I'm kind of going through the same thing at work. I said, I know she's being nasty and I'm laughing over here because it's actually taking her more energy to do that. Because guess what? You got to remember to be nasty, right? Like mm -hmm. you coming in in the morning after the weekend, you now have to remember to not be nice in an email. And I'm just like, good morning, girl. <laughs> like, good morning. So, you know, just like, just learning how to deal with stuff like that like that whole thing it's just i think you know being a stylist we end up being like therapists a little bit um 
because we're digging deep and we're finding out things about people who they may not have shared with other people. So it's very important for me to have empathy. And I do. So I know that that's something that because I'm a cancer, so, you know, we're super sensitive. (laughs) 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 I know that that's going to be a big part of a lot of people that I work with, just allowing them just to be vulnerable and letting them know that it's a safe space to be, you know, to talk about their style struggles. Because sometimes, to be honest, I think like, well, I know this for a fact that especially when it comes to tall women and plus size women, someone said something to you way back in the day to the point where that has stuck with you up until your adulthood and now you don't do certain things. So it can be something as simple as wearing skirts, right? Let's say you are a plus size woman and someone says something to you in junior high school about you being plus size in a skirt. Now you're an adult, you don't even wear them because this person has tainted your whole thought about wearing skirts. So, you know, it's really like just digging deep and really getting people to just, again, love themselves again and just truly show up as the great person that they really are. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so before we wrap up, mm-hmm. uh, I have a segment that's called it's a, it's a muse. So if you just want to share, and I feel like we talked about it a lot, but if you just want to share a specific mantra or a quote or a book or anything like that, that has, you know, really helped you like on your entrepreneurship journey with like staying inspired and staying motivated. Can you please share that with us? So a particular book, I would say mm, there's a few. It could be it could be a book. It could be a quote. It could be a mantra. It could be anything like that just really just keeps you keeps you going. Oh, a mantra would be in the morning. I'm always saying you got this, you're going to make it, you're going to do it. What is destined for you will always be for you. Oh, I love that. You got this, you're going to make it, whatever you do is destined for you. Because mm-hmm. when you think about it, nothing, <laughs> this is why I don't do like competition with people. Like it doesn't matter how many stylists there are out there. It doesn't matter. Your journey is your journey. If people would really sit and think and understand that nobody's going to take what is what's for you. It really, uh, literally, like this whole life we have is really designed for us. We're just like setting ourselves up to get to these places, right? And when you really come to terms with knowing that nobody can take what is you're good. Like you're not gonna ha- you're not gonna worry about a lot of stuff. So like this podcast that you have, <laughs> this was always for you, honey. <laughs> always, always. Never doubt. They didn't want to give me no teaching job. I said somebody gonna listen to me. <laughs> they gonna get this education podcast. Like I yeah, could- <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just for you. And I always say like for people who who take a long time to start their business, I'm like somebody's waiting for you. Somebody is waiting for you to start. They're literally waiting for you to start your business. And then they'll think about it and they're like, oh my God, that's, yeah, someone is sitting somewhere (laughs) waiting for you again to start your podcast, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited for everything. I'm excited to help the women. And I thank you for having me on. Thank you so much, Coco. I appreciate you joining me today. We're going to have to do a part two. We're going to have to get into these body types. And I think that you gonna, when you come into New York, girl, I know you still got some family here. We need to do an in-person uh-huh. yep. on, on the YouTube where you can, you know, we can point out, we can bring some body types, bring some mannequins and go over some stuff. We need some visuals, though. 
<laughs> Y'all locked down in New York. <laughs> I'm trying to wait because, like, okay, so Omicron is crazy right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I know that a lot of people are getting sick, but I don't think it's as bad. So I personally think that it's like dying down, meaning I don't want to say dying down, but I think the variants are getting less harsh, right? So I don't know. I'm hoping that, because I haven't even traveled. I'm just paranoid. (laughs) (laughs) Atlanta, they're like super open. I had people like partying and stuff, but I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. Um, But I definitely, like the next time I come to New York, I will definitely come. You're in Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. And I'm in Atlanta all the time. I do. I have a lot of clients in Atlanta, so I might have to just go do it there. But I would definitely keep in contact. With yeah, you. definitely, definitely. Yeah. And how do you pronounce your name, Lenise? Mm-hmm. You said it right. Perfect. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. So, as I always say, people, stay black. Peace out. Peace. Bye. Have a good one. You too. Bye.